0: Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of the Highside News podcast. Today's podcast is being recorded at 10.41 on the 26th of April. Over the weekend, we had the third round of the World Superbike Championship from Assen. Joining me once again to talk to you all about the weekend of superbike racing is short shift news's Dawn and Jack Hammersley. Jack, I hope you're all good. Uh, World Superbikes is back after a lengthy break. What did you make of the, the return of the racing from World Superbikes?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um I thought the racing was it wasn't as good as last season, I don't think, but um given how fast a our about is at the moment, I think that's all expected. But it was nice to see um a few changes in the midfield, some new faces in in the big class and the super sports with the European stuff as well as the three hundreds back as well. So I think it was overall a, a good weekend and there was a lot there was Some big stuff going on, so I think it was a
0: good weekend. Good. Dawn, I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, Assam's a classic track when it comes to World Superbikes for races we've had there in the past. Did you think that this year Assam produced more classic World Superbike racing, or do you think, like what Jack said, it, it wasn't as good as what we've seen in the past?
2: Yeah, I think it was slightly not as good, but it was still exciting. And like the mid pack battle in the World Superbike class, that was really good fighting, you know, for fifth, sixth, seventh positions. So even I think the cameras sometimes, you just knew what was going on at the front. Alvaro had like cleared off, so it was paying a little bit more attention to the mid pack. So they're getting a bit more camera time, I think, uh, this season. But no, I enjoyed the racing.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, we're talking about it, so we had to admit, we had to enjoy bike racing, I guess. Um... Before we jump into the action from the weekend, we should probably discuss the news that came out this morning from the MotoGP and World Superbike Paddock. Uh, for this weekend's upcoming Spanish Grand Prix, Marc Marquez will not be present again, riding for Repsol Honda, and replacing him will not be Stefan Bradle. It will be Team HRC World Superbike rider and former MotoGP rider Ica Lecuona. Jack, what are your thoughts on Ica getting his shot? again in MotoGP I guess but this time not on a KTM and on Honda.
1: I'm happy for him because it means he gets a chance to sort of show his worth but the other problem is he hasn't ridden a MotoGP bike now for two years so or one and a half years so they'll take a lot of time to adapt and you can't afford to be having time to adapt. We've only got about 90 minutes on Friday and that basically terms your whole weekend so I think it'd be good to see him back, but I just feel like he needed a he could have done with the her ref test being uh, last Monday than um, than being the one day after.
0: Yeah, so it's a good point, Dawn. When you look at Ika Laquona, uh, twenty three years old, people, uh, some people I saw last uh, last time Marquez was out injured wanted Ika to step onto the bike to see if he could prove himself. Do you think this could be? a shot for Lequona to sort of get his foot back in the door of MotoGP and make his way back into the paddock? Because he's still a young rider.
2: Definitely. Like say, at 23 years, he could definitely get back into the MotoGP paddock. I think it'd be a very good chance for him. Like I say, it is going to be a tough ass, but if he could perhaps sneak in the points um, and like the sprint race, while he's used to doing a a Super pole race, so that won't be too um, out the blue for him, so... It'll
1: be
0: exciting to see what he can do. Yeah, I think, uh, well, thinking about the situation Honda are in at the moment, obviously we've seen the bike's not the best, even though Rins you know, performed at America a few weeks ago now on, on the bike. But when you look at their other riders, it could be a good shot with Joanne Mir not performing really at the moment on the Honda. Um, Mark Marquez, there's been a few talks that he might be potentially trying to look his way out of Honda, so doors could open for Ica, so this could be a a big chance this weekend for him to really step up to the plate and um, prove himself again in MotoGP and make a return to the paddock after his time with uh, Tech Free in 2020 and 2021. Uh, moving back over to World Superbike Racing, where obviously Ica La took part in this weekend. It was domination, I think is probably the... The, the best word to use when you look through the, the time gaps between the, the race winner and second place. And the race winner for all three races, I'll, I'll spoil it now if you haven't seen it, uh, was by no surprise for a lot of people, Alvaro Bautista. Uh, Jack, Bautista did the triple. What did you think? Did did you sort of go in into the weekends see it after practice, after qualifying, have a suspicion that Bautista would do it again and just run away with it or not?
1: Yeah, I was like, in the main races, I'd no doubt he'd win as soon as he got to the front. In the sprint race, I was expecting that Top Rock and Ray could have given more of a fight, but I think Bautista was just that strong that it, at the end of the day, they didn't have a chance. And you saw in the, in the part for me, Top Rock was telling Ray, Why didn't you have a go at turn eight? But Ray was like, He's just too fast. <laughs> I can't I can't pass him. So, But yeah, it was a perfect, perfect week of Valvero he went about five seconds faster than the best race time last season. So, you know, he's pushing the boundaries further and it's up to the others to catch him up because him and Ducati are such a combination at the moment. And it's hard to see that no, anyone can beat him. I think the only person at the moment that can beat him is himself.
0: Yeah. Dawn, uh, I'll I'll go to you with a a similar question, I suppose. Alvaro Bautista looked unstoppable at at Assen. really. It, there's there's no other way to put it when you look through what happened this weekend. And now we're into a run of tracks, which he's going to know well. We've got Catalunya coming up, which is, you know, he's been already doing promotional videos for, for the, the Catalan round. Um, we have Mizano coming up, Donington, which you'll know from his old Grand Prix days and obviously from being in World Superbikes, and Imola, which is one I think he's done before in World Superbikes when he was first with Ducati, but three tracks in a row now that he, he'll know. You're expecting sort of a similar thing from Bautista with uh, with the, the tracks that are coming up and his track knowledge and his you know love for the bike, it seems.
2: Oh, definitely. And like Jack says, I think for now, definitely for the next couple of rounds, the only one that can beat him is himself and if he makes any mistakes. But he's just looking so confident, happy and comfortable on that Ducati, definitely.
0: Yeah, I think the way you've worded that actually... Really sums it up. He's he's comfortable on the bike. The team seem comfortable with him, and it it just seems like maybe this is going to be a partnership that we see for quite a while longer. Even though Bautista definitely isn't the youngest rider on the grid, he's he's thirty eight now. And James Tozlan mentioned it over the weekend. He's thirty eight. He's going to be thirty nine this year, and he's still winning and fighting for championships, which really isn't something that we've seen properly in a long time. You could say Valentino was up there, but he wasn't fighting as such against Mark Marquez at that age. So what Bautista's doing is incredible. But, I mean, enough about Bautista. We have to talk about one of the British riders who definitely made what you call a a comeback in terms in the first two races uh, this weekend. And Jack, you spoke about it quite heavily before with, with Jonathan Ray. If he wasn't on the podium at Assen, then you'd be worried. He got two second places, one in race one, one in the the superpole race. What did you make of Jonathan's weekend? Because in race two, it all went a bit pear shaped, really, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I thought um, the first two races were strong. He was fast in race one. He was faster than he was last season, which I think is important to see that actually the bike has moved on and improved when it comes to these to the European rounds. I think definitely benefiting from truly track conditions. I was surprised he fell off in race two, but I think that's just showing how much he's having to push the bike to try and stay with Bautista. But then I feel like Catalonia, that track's going to be really hot. If if I like, could going to be like 30 plus degrees, so Catalonia, I can only assume it's going to be the same. And with how high deg that track is in terms of tyre wear, I can't see him doing a lot there. But I think it's been a race of who can be the second best rider to deal with the tires. As Bautista clears off for a 10-second lead, but I think overall it's a strong weekend for Ray. He would be annoyed at himself for the crash, but you know he's he's just showing he's pushing. But it's sort of like it's the opposite of twenty nineteen at the moment.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that's a, a a good way to put it. Really, when you look back to twenty nineteen, when those two. Bautista and Ray really fought it out but it again at the same time that we saw last in that season it doesn't look like Bautista is going to make a mistake and it looks like this could be a whitewash really for the rest of the season um, Dawn looking at the other member of the Titanic trio and Patty Yamaha's rider top R- rat um, he had a solid weekend really when you look at his results two thirds and a second place really picked up where Jonathan fell out in, in race two and took the points off of Jonathan. Toprack still sits second in the championship. What did you make of the, the Turkish riders weekend?
2: Yeah, he had a very solid weekend. He didn't always look too happy. I think he's probably still a little bit frustrated that himself and the Yamaha team just haven't got what they need to catch Alvaro up. But he, he, he must have been pleased that he very solid three-podium finish weekend
0: yeah um really the patty yamaha team had a really good weekend actually apart from winning a race i'm just looking through locatelli's results as well and he's a rider that i think we said before seems to almost go under the radar a little bit in world Superbikes, and then he just sort of appears on the podium at at a race and you're like oh yeah sort of thing he's had a really good weekend a fourth place a fifth place and a third place for locatelli obviously not where top rack is but We've said before that we, you can see that Top Rack is more comfortable on that bike. He's been on that bike for longer. But, again, Patty Yamaha looking strong. It's just the thing that Bautista's Bautista, I guess, and Ducati are Ducati. And you could say the championship fight would be closer, but it isn't. And it looks like, really, it's going to be a fight between for the second and third, really. And it looks like Jonathan Ray's on his way back to that, like Jack was saying. So... There are a few names there as well, because Jack Axel Bassani, an, another rider which we've said before, and I'll, I'll get on to Michael Rubin-Rinaldi in a moment. Um, but Axel Bassani, we've said before, he's gunning for a factory seat, and I think he's made his intentions clear this weekend with uh, a very strong performance again at Assen. What did you make of the young Italian's performance?
1: Yeah, very solid. Was it, I think he was in the top five for all races.
0: Uh, sixth was his result in Super Bowl, but otherwise he was fifth in... The other two longer races, yeah.
1: So you know, he's doing what needs to be done. He's doing a really solid job. He's constantly top independent or second top independent, um, and you can't really ask for more. And he's trying, He's he's getting really close to the podium, time after time. So you know, he's putting his claim in for that factory seat, and he's fourth in the championship currently. So it's hard to argue for Ducati why they should he shouldn't be picked for next season.
0: Yeah, Dawn, I'll come over to you now because Jack's just said that. Uh, fourth in the Championship, you can see that. That's obvious. Ducati can see that as well. Ronaldi's sixth in the Championship on 54 points. Danilo Petrucci is seventh on 51 points. So Danilo is, you know, right behind Ronaldo as well. Do you think, and it's it's an early call to make, do you think we'll see Ronaldo in that factory team next year?
2: It'll be a shame, but I don't think we will. Because also you've got the fact that I think um, Bulega will more than likely perhaps move up. So, where will he slot into everything? So, no, unless uh, Ronaldi can really up his game for the rest of the season. I mean, I feel for him a bit this past weekend. It wasn't really his fault. It must have been horrendous riding with a burnt, scalded hand all weekend, you know, with the gloves, except Oh, no, must have been awful. But I do feel that this could be his last season in the factory team.
0: Yeah, Jack, I'll ask you the same question. He's had two podiums this season. Obviously, I, I had forgotten to mention that, Don. He had been riding with a a burnt hand from, I think, was it in practice two? The, yeah. yeah. Was it the radiator in the end? Yeah, the
1: radiator exploded or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, so boiling hot fluid over Rinaldi. But otherwise, when you look at other races, especially in Indonesia, again, not up there with his teammate, and Ducati will be looking at that. And we've just said Bassani's, 23 points ahead of him in the Championship. That's nearly a whole race win for Bassani. Jack, do you think we'll see Rinaldi in that factory team next year?
1: Uh, I think I think they're just going to wait the time and fully assess everything. I think they've, they've got time on their hands, so you've got to use that time. But Rinaldi could have possibly won in Indonesia. He was doing really well there until the red flag. And he, he was second best about Eastern Philip Ireland. So we've seen in stages where he has been really strong and it's like, yes, yeah, so he does deserve to be the best to be in the Aruba team because he's right behind Bautista, and that's thought of the best he can be at the moment. But he's just really inconsistent, he's got these really big inconsistencies, which is his problem. So, you just need to iron them out and just start getting constant podiums, constant top fives, and then it'll be like, okay, yeah, we Rinaldi's is the person to go on with in the future, but he's got to start doing something,
0: yeah. I think he needs to start doing something is is definitely the, the way to put it when you look at Michael Rubin and because there will be some, most likely, an, an issue when it comes to the end of the season. It looks like Axel is in the prime position to take his seat. Uh, another satellite rider who really performed at the top level this weekend was Dominic Agata. Dawn, Agata was... You know, I'd say it's his best weekend in the, the superbike class. You know, he's a rookie this season, a two-time super sport champion, so we expected it. Uh, what did he get? He got a sixth place in the first race, a seventh in the sprint race, and then a fourth in race two. What did you make of uh, the Swiss riders weekend as a whole?
2: Brilliant. Really good, And it? I think that's what we've been waiting to see from him, definitely. And I did think of assen because he's always done really well around there, that he would have a strong weekend, but... He's creeping up near that podium, and I don't think it'd be long before we actually see him on the, one of those steps. Perhaps not the first, but perhaps a second or a third, if he had a really good weekend.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm I'm just looking at the championship right now, and between 6th and 10th, there's 10 points separating a, a strong group of riders with Rinaldi, Petrucci, Agata, Vieje and Lowe's. So those five riders scrapping out for, uh, it doesn't look like at this point, unless they win races at some place, that they will enter the, the top five. It looks like Jonathan, Bassani, Locatelli, Rascatioglio and uh, Bautista are going to clear out, but you know, Jack, it shows what level world Superbike's at with the, the names I've just listed from 6th to 10th, including the likes of Lowe's and Petrucci and Agata as the two-time sport champion. It's you know, World Superfax is probably, even though Bautista's clearing out of the front, it's probably the most competitive we've seen it in a while, like we said at the start, for just, like, the midfield battles, really. Would, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends on the track, the, the weather, the tyres. It depends on all these factors, and all it takes is one or two tenths per second. You, you're going from fighting for a top five to fight for the top ten, mm-hmm. maybe even the points. So, it's it's tough, and that's where teams are looking for that consistency. And I think, Domi, I think Domi will be high in the championship and Remy had in the Philippe Island crash that happened. But, um, you know, they're doing really well. And Domi's strength does seem to be later on in the race. So Catalunya is that kind of circuit. So maybe we could be looking at Catalunya at Domi podium if if he's the best at tyre wear.
0: Yeah, he's been very strong since coming into Superbikes. And it's exciting where, where he's going to go, really, from from here. Um, we'll we'll go on to BMW because we speak about BMW a lot, mainly because they have four top quality riders, really talented riders with Vandermark, Gerloff, Baz, who is carrying an injury, and of course, Scott Redham. And this weekend, uh, it's the first weekend really where I thought Scott can do something, where maybe a, a podium was... In the early stages of the race, I was thinking the podium could be on the, the cards here for Scott. His pace looks strong. But he fell off throughout all three of the races, I think. I can't really remember race two. If He, he didn't drop back as dramatically because he got seventh. But, Jack, I asked you last week, and you've said the same thing, I think, every week when I've asked you. I haven't got a clue how BMW are going to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a step in the right direction from especially Scott and BM, or do you think? where that, that was just Scott absolutely just going for it this weekend?
1: I feel like Scott was in a place because he just picked a really good marker in Lowe's in qualifying and just got himself on the front two rows. And then he did the same thing in the race one. But doing so, he completely cooked the front tyre and then he dropped to 10th. So I think he's definitely made some form of progress. He wasn't very strong on Friday, but then on Saturday, I don't know what they changed, but they 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 moved... They move forward. Gerloff seemed to just—he started well, and they just sort of dropped backwards. And then Vandermark, I mean, is—I mean—that BMW is I mean, that BMW's not very kind to him in terms of crashes, unfortunately. But it seems they've made some progress. But it's hard to know where they still stand because there's just inconsistencies across the board.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you just brought up Vandermark there, actually. Um, he has broken his leg again, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And it's the same leg that he broke a year ago, two years ago now, was that? He broke that, or was that last year at like Estoril? He's, he's, I
1: think he's broke both of them, too. so. Right, yeah, if you... He broke both of them before, though, I don't know which one.
0: Yeah, if you hadn't seen, it was in race two, wasn't it, coming out yeah. of the... Yeah, if you hadn't seen it in race two, coming out of the final chicane, I was very surprised we saw... The replay, and I know James Toesman was as well when you watch it back. A monster high side for Vandermark, really. There's there's no other way to put it. I don't know if his wheel stepped off the curb and onto the green and it snapped over or
1: Um as he went over the to change direction and the track sort of dips up and down, the rear end just slid out, and then as he got to the top, the bike re gripped and just sent him flying into the air.
0: Yeah, it was it was not nice to watch. Especially when you could see well you could see from the replay, from the angle that his leg went, that he it was most likely broken, that some part of it was gonna be be broken and hopefully Vandermark can have a speedy recovery and we'll see him back again at some point throughout the season, hopefully. Um not great the amount of injuries he's had, especially where I think I think just before the weekend he said he wanted to stay with BMW for the future. And it's like you just said, Jack, this bike's not been nice to him. (laughs) <laughs> he he took it to a race win in, in Portimao before and it's just not giving back to him at the moment and hopefully Vandermark can find some form because it does look like the project's going somewhere now because even Baz carrying his injury it it was a decent weekend for Baz it, he actually finished one of the races which is more than I expected really I thought after practice that was going to be it for Loris um, Gerloff's putting together the puzzles slowly as well picking up some points 12th place in race one for for garrett so that was a a good showing and what was it did was garrett in the final race of the weekend i'm not seeing him on the should have been he no, was yeah 12th again yeah so in both the long races girl off put together good results so the, the bmw package is going somewhere if they can work out tire wear i think the the bike the bike will be up there yeah. um We'll go on to the British boys, two of the the British boys I wanted to speak about. We'll talk about Tom Sykes first, because we'd been praying he'd actually finish a race. We said about it last week. Not only did he finish a race, Tom Sykes has a World Superbike Championship point for the first time this season. He's 20th in the championship. He's got one point to his name. He actually finished not just one race, but two races this weekend. It was Jack... That team still seems to be in problems. Really, when you look, the bikes, the bikes not giving back. Really, for the the talent we know Sykes has, and James Toesland was quite vocal on commentary about it during practice. What are you making of the whole Sykes and uh, pachetti Kawasaki situation?
1: Well, on Saturday he did retire us in the first race, but then even more, I found it quite. I mean, Tom was finding it funny when he went to leave the garage on the scooter. The scooter wouldn't even start. So it was absolutely, it's also just to show like, what's going on for him. But yeah. what I can tell is I've noticed the the, the Bichetti boys are using Olin suspension the show which the factory team use. I just feel like that bike isn't as good as, say, when Toprak was on it because when Toprak was on I think it was fully factory-supported and it basically was the same bike that Ray was on, except maybe a few different things to support Toprak's riding style. But I feel like Tom... I mean, he's still the top Kawasaki, independent Kawasaki. That's you can't do more than that. But when he's been beat by the likes of the MIE Hondas, and there's no disrespect to them or the team, but ideally, Tom Sykes as a World Football bike champion should be beating them, and he's not. I feel like there's something missing. But I just, I just hope they can find something and um, just try and. Hopefully, just get some form back. But you know, I feel like Donington. Obviously, Donington's what what we're waiting for. That will be the test to see whether it's him or the bike. And I'm, I say I'm ninety percent sure it's the bike at the moment. But we'll have to wait and see.
0: No, I I'd agree with you. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's the bike as well. And I think James Toseland, from what he was saying in commentary, is definitely in agreement as well. Dawn. Tom Sykes, is it him? Is he getting on a bit? Is it maybe his time to call it a day? Or do you think it is just the package he's been given isn't up to scratch really to compete at World Superbike level?
2: I think it's the package, definitely. Tom, I think he's got a few more good years left in him. Um, He's a great rider and it's it's just horrible to see him downbeat and there again like he was last year in British. But, you know... Like you say, Donington, he got his two wins there last year. So I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping he can turn it around at Donington. But again, it's the thing of if the bike isn't competitive, then it will probably be in a Scott Redding situation at BMW, really, and just push that thing to its absolute limit and then cook its tyres or crash trying. Yeah. But if he's up there and fighting at Donington we know that it's the machine at that point because he's not a slow rider. Jack, you said it. He's a world superbike champion. Ideally, he deserves better than what he's been given in the last few years with his exit from BMW and how they treated that, his year in BSB with Paul Bird, and now this. (laughs) I think this is really rock bottom at the moment for Sykes. And I mean, let's look at the positives. He has a point. That is the, the only positive I can see from it. Uh, the other positive, I guess, he is the top satellite, Kawasaki. There, there, there's two things we can look at that. Two positive spins you can take on it. But the rest is a bit of a a mess. Is probably the politest way to, to put the situation. Um, but the other Brit I wanted to speak about made his world superbike, technically his debut um, this weekend, Bradley Ray. And I thought personally, he had a very good weekend. Crashed out in race two. Okay, fair enough. We're going to see things like that throughout the season. He's he's going to be pushing. He's only got the European rounds to prove himself. He'll want next year to be on a a, a full time ride throughout the whole year, going to the flyaways and everything. But I can't remember which race it was. But there was one of the races he was running up in twelfth for a, a couple of laps, twelfth or thirteenth. Jack, which which race was that that he was uh, up to? 12. Super, yeah, the Super Pole race, it's, it seemed like a race Brad could benefit from. Not pick up points in, maybe, but get up towards those front guys, and he really did. Jack, what did you make of, of Brad's weekend? Because personally, I think it's a good start. No points, but it's a step in the right direction because he was fighting with some of the... No res, don't, no disrespect to them, but the lower-end world superbike riders.
1: Yeah, but it's sort of just how you, you how expected it to go. In race two, I have no doubt if he had stayed on, probably would have picked up a couple of points but um unfortunately he's gonna learn um, all these things and he's still got to adapt uh, the small the differences between the omg bike and this moto x bike but i feel like as the season progresses we'll see him as he understands about it more as the team understand him more naturally they'll get a bit closer and closer to the to the front i can't see um I can't see top fives at all at the moment, but you know, hopefully, we'll, as we say with Tom, you know, Tom uh, Donnington, that's going to be the so where you can see Brad try and push into that top ten and see uh, what he, so he can show his talent. That's all. He just needs to show his talent, and then if he can show that, hopefully, a bigger team can take a, a, a punt on him.
0: Yeah, Dawn, Um. He was fighting in... I'm just looking at his result from the Super Bowl race. As we said, no points throughout the weekend. A, I'll, I'll say his exact finishes. 18th in the opening race. I thought it was a good start. 16th in the Superpole race. Crashed out in race two. Definitely just a case of, I can get a point here. Let's go for it, sort of mindset most likely. Um, but when you look at the people he was fighting with in the Super Bowl race, there was a point he was up there with the likes of Gardner, Rinaldi, Ertel. And he actually, when you look at where he finished he was two tenths behind Petrucci and he was ahead of Garrett Gerloff, who's been on that bike and he beat Cyrene, who obviously isn't on a very competitive package, but he's still a former MotoGP rider if you if you get what I'm trying to say here. What what did you make of Brad's opening weekend and the company he kept throughout the weekend, really? Because he beat Baldessari as well, who's on another Yamaha as well. What, what, what did you make of it?
2: Yeah, I think he should be very proud of himself. Like you say, battling with the quite big names in the championship and he just looked so good on that bike and he you know he was giving it everything and he just did exactly what we thought I think he'd do and like you say I just think he's going to go from strength to strength and like you say it's unfortunate what happened to him in race two but he was just probably trying too much and every race he's got a finish in a better position so you couldn't have asked of any more from him
0: I think it's a, it's a good start and some good tracks coming up and Catalina might struggle. Jack, you've mentioned it. The tyre wear will be a, most likely an issue there for most likely for him with a sort of new the, the new ECU rules and everything. Uh, Mazzano, like, I could see him doing okay there. Donington, like you've mentioned, and like we said with Sykes, will be a track where we will see not Brad Ray's complete peak level, but where he's at at the time of where he can compete. So I'm looking forward to seeing Brad in the next couple of rounds. It was good seeing him; good start to his his World Superbike career. Um, I think we've covered all the main talking points from Superbikes. So I'll quickly get up the what we predicted. We went wet and dries because we had no clue, and it turned out it was actually a pretty dry, dry. weekend. <laughs> like we said, assen would throw in something wild, and actually, it, it didn't really. Um, Dawn, you went for a Bautista double and a top-rack win. Jack, you went for the same. And I went for a Bautista triple. So I think that might be... Is that my first correct prediction this year? Yeah. <laughs> I've been notoriously bad at predictions throughout the whole time of doing podcasts. So I see that as a win and I'll take that completely. Um, <laughs> Moving on over to World Super Sports, And... Dawn, I, I looked before the podcast actually for this, and you got the predictions correct on the World Super Sport. You went for a Boulanger double, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Aruba Ducati, great weekend for them. Did the tri- uh, did the triple in World Super Bikes, did double in World Super Sport. Dawn Boulanger again, he absolutely smashed him in race one, four second lead, and again four point four second lead in uh, race two. What did you think of, of his weekend?
2: Yeah, he rode amazing, and he just seemed so confident as well because we know what he's capable of, but sometimes I think he, he, he's racing sometimes against himself with the confidence level, but he definitely didn't have a, an issue with it this weekend, and you could see when he won race one just what it meant to him on the slowing down lap. He was really elated with his celebration, so yeah, really good weekend for him.
0: Yeah, his celebrations this year have really been, even though it's likely he's going to win a lot more races this year, he still seems to love every race that he wins. Jack, it just shows the sort of character, I guess, Boulogar is. And at the moment, from where he sits in the World Championship, he is leading by a comfortable margin. It shows that come the end of the season, he would be a deserving world champion. Would would you agree on
1: that? Yeah, he's doing a great job at the moment. And I think when you see his celebrations... It's from all that um, effort he's had to put in all the past few years. You know, he had, he had before this season. He had won since twenty fifteen. He came so close in Moto three a few times. Moto two was a real struggle for him. I think to finally now be in a consistent winning form and doing the kind of races he's doing, I think it's just a big weight off his shoulders. And I think he, we're finally seeing all the emotion come out when he crosses that line to to win the races.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm glad to see it as well. I know I had Manzi as my my champion come the end of the season, but I yeah I like seeing him up there, and he he's doing a really good job. Uh, deserves a super bike ride next year as well. Like like Dawn said earlier on, he's most likely going to be up into that class. Another rider who i well making the way down the order really looking him race one specifically. Scrotter moved over from uh Moto Two to the supersport class and that's picked up his first podium in world supersport i believe i don't think he's been there before in race one he's on the m the on the mv not the best bike to be on in supersport compared to the, the yamaha and the Ducati. but dawn a really good weekend from marcel a second place a fourth place what did you make of the, the german riders performance
2: very strong this weekend it's so good to see him there you know because He's a very strong rider and you probably think, well, yeah, he should still really be in moto too. But he must be really pleased with his weekend and I think we'll see a lot more of him on the podium.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot more to come from Marcel. Definitely. Especially when, maybe when Booliger makes his way up, potentially we'll see some more. Well, we'll see someone else get onto that bike and they'll probably do the same. But... There's a lot more to come from Skrotta. It's a good start to his, his time in Supersport. And uh, uh, Jack, a, a rider that you said you thought would win a race as well as boolinger this weekend was Van Straalen. He got third in race one and in race two, he finished in 11th. What what happened to Van Straalen in, in race two compared to race one?
1: Uh, um, in race two, so he got to second place right at the start, and he seemed to be the one that could have maybe gone with Balega at the start, but him, Manzi, Karakasulo were all fighting on a massive dog fight, which is why Balega ended up winning by like four seconds, but into the GT chicane, him, Schrotter and Safoglu all went in together, and Sefoglu came out worse of it going down with Van Stron just tapping him, and then yeah, he ended up going in the gravel at turn five, and he dropped down to about 14th, and he managed to get up to 11th.
0: Well, at least he managed to get up there and fight. But I'm assuming at one point you thought your prediction may have been, been yeah, coming true.
1: Like race it was, I was like, oh, flipping, heck, I might be onto something here. Fortunately, he chose he chose in race one. It was all about tire wear, and he chose the it was even you chose the wrong front tire, or you chose the wrong rear tire. And fortunately for Glenn, he chose the wrong rear tire. So by the end of the race, his tire was completely shredded.
0: Well a good showing from him really in both races, if you know to get back up to to eleventh in, in race two. uh let's talk about our our Brits in super sports. There's a few of them you have now with tom Famos joining their ranks as well. Taryn mckenzie we will start straight there, put someone out on social media this weekend after the weekend. deservedly so obviously must be receiving some sort of backlash on social media. I haven't seen it, but there must have been there must have been something that's been said or happened. Still not in a great situation, the MIE Honda squad. Jack, I think we talked about it last week, saying that they need to get it together. But am I right in saying from what I've heard that Honda have sort of... Or someone has sort of dropped out from the agreement? Was that...
1: Yeah, uh, Mar- Mar-
0: Yeah. So they've sort of dropped their, their help. The bike's still not at the correct Supersport level. Was that the the case? Yeah, that they haven't
1: got the, they've had the ECU, they haven't had the, the engines.
0: But they're still allowed to keep their points that they've scored before. Right. And Calio racing team are stepping in to help out now? Yeah. Yeah, so still not a great situation for Taz. But he said it's the best he's felt all season on the bike. So that's a, a good step. Uh, 20th in both races. Obviously no points, but if he's feeling comfortable on the bike, we know... A comfortable Taron McKenzie is a fast Taron McKenzie when it comes to him, when we've seen that in superbikes. So, hopefully, the situation will uh, improve and we'll see Taz towards the front. Uh, Dawn, Tom Booth Amos, uh, been in British super sport. We've seen him there. Um, started out with a bang at Silverstone, really, you could say. Um, a 10th place in race two and a 15th place in race one. Decent start to the year for Tom in, in world super sport on the Kawasaki.
2: Yes, definitely. I'm sure he'll be uh, pleased with that. Made a strong start, and like I say, what a busy season he's got, to in and freering. Because he'll come in this weekend. He'll be at Alton Park with the uh, Kawasaki. So yeah, a strong start for him.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking as well. Uh, Harry True Love finished both the races. Uh, again, not in the points, but twenty first. What twenty first and twenty first? A bit like how Taz was in twentieth and twentieth. So, you know, a. a, a a decent weekend for true love to make sure he finishes the race gets track experience gets bike experience on the triumph so slowly um slowly getting through uh, his time there and hopefully points will be or a point can happen soon enough for true love maybe at donington like we've said for some of the other brits as well i think donington's going to be a big round for a lot of the british riders um john mcphee didn't look to me like he had a great weekend jack didn't finish race one, 17th in race two. What happened for, for John this weekend from anything you've seen or, or heard or anything? Or is it just what you sort of expected, really? Or
1: it was just a
0: bad weekend.
1: Bad weekend, really. Crashed in race one and then in race two, to get 17th. So we didn't really see much of him. There wasn't really much mention of him apart from his crash. I think what we're seeing now is because of all the European riders now in the... In the in the class racing, that's obviously put more people in front of him to try. It. So that's, if they weren't there, he probably would have got more points. We've got another points to pay him ride, but I think for John, it's just, um, he's still adapting to this bike at the end of the day. So he's just got to keep his head focused and try and um, do the best job possible.
0: Yep. That's all really the Brits can do in super sport. They've all just got to keep uh, chipping away at it. Keep working hard, and hopefully they'll be up towards the front. At, at Donington, we've said it, and at other rounds later on in the season, especially John, where he has track knowledge at a lot of the European, uh, a lot of the European rounds. Uh, I'll quickly just go over the top three in both the the classes before we talk about MotoGP and BSB this weekend. We'll just quickly go predictions and stuff for for, for that. World Superbikes, Alvaro Bautista still leads the way, very comfortable margin, <laughs> and uh, Totrak in behind in second. Locatelli's in third, well, Super Supersport, Niccolò Bouliga leads the way, again he's got a 37 point lead, a very comfortable margin for the Aruba, Ducati rider, uh, Stefano Manzi's in second and Marcel Scrotter's in third which is a, a very good start to life for him and on the MV as well which in all honesty, surprises me compared to where I thought he'd be. So yeah good start to the season for some riders, maybe not great for some others but I'd say it's been a good start to the year for World Superbikes. I'm enjoyed by it. I'm be- I'm enjoying the racing. I know a lot of people were complaining that Bautista just running away with it I and mean, it's boring, but I think it's been entertaining so far to see. Um, let's have a look at MotoGP. They're off at Haref. It's a track that all the riders know well. It's a classic on the, the MotoGP calendar. It's one they've been going to for years <laughs> at this point. The racing's normally good there. Jack, what are you expecting this weekend from Horef?
1: I'm um, expecting quite a lot of battles in the midfield, a lot of dark changes in position, especially the sprint race. I think that could be a potentially be a really good one. But I feel like we're going to see a, a red bike of Pekko be out there to deter, be determined to get a double uh, win and try and stamp his authority back on the championship and prove that um he's not going to make more mistakes and he's going to put a good run together
0: yeah um the the people listening wouldn't have seen that but I did just raise my eyebrows there at what you've just said not out of surprise because i know that Pecco's a good rider and we all know that but we're hope are we still hoping that what we saw in argentina and america were just sort of one offs with track condition and, and and the like or
1: yeah okay
0: Yeah, I'll agree with you then. I think we'll see a red bike up towards the the front, definitely, especially on the podium, especially where he could be joined by another red bike this weekend. Mm. We could be seeing an Air Bastionini back. He's going to try and ride this weekend. I doubt he's going to be up at the front, especially if he's still not certain he'll be allowed to ride, but it would be good to see him back on track and back in factory colours. Dawn, what are you expecting this weekend from MotoGP at Jaref?
2: like Jack says, I think definitely there's going to be a red bike at the front and I think uh, the Mooney boys the duo of Busecki and Marini, I think they're going to be up the front sharp end again I'm looking forward to see what they can do and yeah. Alex Wynn's coming to play again, that's going to be a bit of a question mark I think for this weekend
0: Yeah I'm just looking at um, the results from last year in Horef and Busecki in his rookie year had a decent show in there actually Ninth place, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bez on the podium or maybe even another race win for, for Bezeki in, in dry conditions. I, I wouldn't be surprised at a podium, mm-hmm. a race win would, would, would be nice to see. Um, uh, yeah, Jaref it's, it's given some good racing before. We won't see Mark Marquez again, Fabio Quattararo, Jack. What are you expecting with him? Because he's been one of the big talking points this season. What is that bike and he? What is that bike capable of doing around Horaf? In your opinion,
1: I think he's got a good chance of winning the sprint race and the uh, feature race because he's done that before and he was really fast last season. And the problem was he had Peku in front of him, so I think it'll be a similar situation to that, and it would just be between him and Peko. We might have likes the likes of Maverick or Leish or. Bez or Luca or Marquez, you just you know you could list all the names who could possibly be with them. But I think they'll be the main two of the weekend. And I generally think the one the only way Fabio can win is if he's first after lap one. But uh, I think definitely double podium weekend for Fabio if nothing goes wrong for him.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we could see him up on the, the podium. He's been up there before. Um Dawn, what are you expecting from the likes of Alex Rins, we spoke about it a bit last week. Do you think we'll still see him up there this weekend like we did at Kota or are you expecting a little bit less from him?
2: I don't know why, but I just think a little bit less. But He'll be fighting and doing his utmost, but I just don't think he'll have it this weekend. I don't think he'll be too far down, but I'm not putting him for a race win.
0: No, yeah. I'll I i I'll agree with you there when it comes to, to Alex Rins. I think what we saw from him, uh, him and Honda in um kota may have been a one-off i'd like to say it wouldn't be but i believe it probably will be uh right let's do some predictions these are normally interesting and it's a track that is maybe a little bit more um predictable i guess we'll go jack moto Three. who is going to be the race winner
1: danny sancho
0: oh so you're going for what normally, yeah. normally
1: that because he's led the most races at that circuit for the past two years and he's yet to win so I feel like this year this this has got to be his make or break race I think and it's it's a track he's good at so okay. it's not possible
0: alright Dawn what are you uh, are you going with with Onchoo again or are you going with a...
1: uh,
2: I'm going to go with Sasaki
0: that is uh... I'll, 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 I was just looking through the results from last year and I thought about Sasaki. I'm gonna go Is the angle I'm going for? What? Why have you gone with with Sasaki? Don't I, what was your? I your just think the
2: last couple of rounds he has been strong, but he's made little mistakes, like he crashed out of the last round. So, but I just think he's going to hold it together, and I think he's going to put his racecraft, and he's going to get the win.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's hard to argue with that. We've we've seen before. Sasaki has good racecraft when he. You know when he's performing at top level. So, again, I think three riders there who we could see on the podium, could see take race wins, and it's the same really with Moto three all the time. Who knows what could happen? Um, Jack, Moto two, maybe a little bit more predictable from what we've seen. Who are you going for? Uh, Costa. Yeah. Okay. I I, I can see why you, you've gone there. What? Why do you think Pedro?
1: He was the fastest at the Haref test by quite a margin. He's, been, he's not lost a dry race in three races. and He generally just seems to be the strongest ride on the grid right now in dry conditions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to argue there, really, with Acosta. Dawn, have you gone with Acosta as well? or?
2: Yeah, I've gone with Acosta as well. Like I say, it, it's hard to, to think that anybody will be able to be beaten this weekend.
0: Yeah. I've... <laughs> The reason I laughed when you said it, Jack, is because immediately I thought it's going to be Acosta all the way through, and yeah, I've, I've gone with Acosta as well. I don't see it going any other way. It's it's hard to argue with the performance he's been putting in, especially in the dry. Um, one that I'm a little bit unsure on the sprint race. Jack, who who do you think's going to win the sprint race for MotoGP?
1: Packer That
0: was a very confident answer there, Jack. What a. Why have you gone with, with Peko?
1: He's won two of the three sprint races so far and the only reason that when the other one was because he wasn't confident in the bike. So if ref is confident, I've no doubt he'll win. Yeah, again, uh, fair enough reasoning.
0: Dawn, what, who have you gone for for the, the sprint race around Aref?
2: Yeah, I've gone for Peko as well. I think he's going to put in mm-hmm. a strong performance this weekend, definitely.
0: Yes, yeah, so again, <laughs> <I'd say laughs> it. it's another clean sweep for another rider. Peko Bangaya for the the sprint race. The main race, Jack? Uh, Peko. Peko double. Dawn? (laughs) Peko. Right. (laughs) I see where this is going. Um, Do I go for someone different? Or do I stick with Peko? I'm going to have to join you both. It's not made it very interesting. So Moto3 is the one we need to watch then. Yeah. So there's a good chance really, coming into next week, that we all could have three out of four predictions correct. Yeah. Or one of us will have one out of four correct and the others have somehow gone massively wrong. Peko and Acosta have crashed out of their races and it's just gone horribly wrong for us all. Um Yeah. MotoGP at Haraf. I'm looking forward to it. Back to Europe. Back to a track where a lot of the riders know. Where... People say the normal season starts, really, and yeah, I think we'll see Peko more consistent to what we saw sort of towards the, the end of last year for Peko, so I'm looking forward to it as well. We've got BSB, we spoke about it briefly before uh, we started recording, you are both at BSB this weekend, what um, what days you, did you say you were both there?
1: Sunday and Monday.
0: Sunday and Monday, ah of course, because it's the bank, yes, holiday. the bank holiday one. Um. Oh, we'll we'll do some BSB as well. BSB predictions, three races for BSB. <laughs> I'm going to straight away say I have no idea for any of them. So, Jack, you're going to throw some names at me, or have you? Uh, I either? think
1: the strongest rider. Yeah, I think I'm confident he'll win at least a race. Will be Thomas George Bridewell. Yeah, he's always been strong at Donington Park. Fun fact about Tommy's only won one at a park. He's never won anywhere else. So he's always won at Cadwell Alton. Uh, Donnington, He's never won anywhere else. So, fun fact. you can only win at He can only win
0: He's never won at, like, Brands Hatch?
1: Nope. Yeah. Nope. You can only get second place for some strange reason.
2: <laughs>
0: huh. Yeah. Fair enough. Tommy Bridewell to win at least.
1: With, I think the main protagonist will be Tommy Bridewell, Glenn Irwin, Carl Rye, Josh Brooks, Peter Whitman Jason O'Halloran. They'll be your main six, but then you'll mm. have... Um, Haslam Haslam as well then you'll have your your Kennedys your your Aydens your your old there's so many people you can name but I feel like Tommy will be the, the standout rider
0: so you're going well yeah we'll do our standout rider actually I think that'll be a little bit easier for BSB so you're going Tommy is who you think will be your standout for the weekend yeah Dawn, who do you think will be the the standout BSB rider in the weekend coming up?
2: I think I'll have to agree with Jack. Really, I was thinking Tommy Bridewell because he's always put strong performances in, and like you say, Kyle, I think he might show. And I, I would say Lee Jackson, but I don't know what how they mm. are with the bike at the moment. So I'd say Tommy Bridewell. Agree with Jack.
0: Yeah, I've I'm going with Kyle. Ride will be my standout rider for this weekend. Um. Again, we've we've said it before with BSB. It could be anyone, really. It's so just ridiculous, really, with the the level of talent in the field, and the bikes are all competitive. And that we've said, that Jack, you named how many did you eight name there? Like eight riders, eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten riders. Yeah, Seven, you just rattled through there. Sorry, I'm just getting up. the The weather for Alton Park this weekend. Mm, okay. Okay.
1: Saturday, yeah, Sunday. There's a chance of rain, but it's going to be the hottest day of the, week- of the weekend. So,
0: yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it froze in something. But I hope it's dry for both of your sakes being there at the at the races. Um, both dawn your second race of the the second yeah second race weekend that you've you've been to Jack. This will be your first of the, the season. You're looking forward to going back to BSB racing. Yeah good so you'll be looking at bridewell throughout the weekend dawn i'm assuming you'll be there with McAdam and mortimer racing as well
2: uh, just McAdam, mortimer racing oh. the british talent club they've swapped this year they're at the later alton park yeah so yeah very excited to see what our three riders can do
0: hopefully another podium on the cards definitely yeah and uh yeah we'll have to see how things go on the bsb and the MotoGP gp front Looking forward to seeing Ike Laquona in MotoGP. Looking forward to seeing some more BSB action. I think this is a good place to call it at the end of our 10th episode of the Highside News podcast. Can't believe it's already episode 10. Thank you both for joining me again. It's been good fun as always. Um, join us again next, weekend, uh, next week to discuss this weekend's MotoGP and BSB action. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.